0: you mm-hmm. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Annika the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about what you should do for the tension in your neck and shoulders. Today's episode is inspired by an Instagram conversation. I think a couple of weeks ago, I put up a question box in my story to ask people on my page what things they specifically needed help with. And instead of putting low back pain, shoulder knots, um, neck pain, etc., I wanted them to be more specific. And I wanted them to put, I feel X when I'm doing Y and insert the blank with whatever they're specifically feeling. One of the responses I received is that they feel tension in their neck and shoulders when they're sitting or standing for long periods of time. Now, this is coming from a desk worker, so who knows, where well, you know, at least they're sitting or standing for at least eight hours, and I wanted to share this on a podcast episode because I know that there are other people who, whether you are a desk worker or not, but other people who are having and experiencing tension in their neck and shoulders and not knowing what to do. Maybe they've been doing different things that haven't necessarily been helping, so I wanted to share some advice that I would give to her, some um Common things that I normally see with people who are experiencing neck and shoulder issues and just give you a couple of suggestions or tips that you can do to help on a daily basis. All right. So we're going to learn today exactly what muscles are involved when it comes to experiencing tension in that neck and shoulders, which muscles need to be stretched versus strengthened or engaged. And lastly, I'm going to give you some ways to address that tension today. All right. So let's get started. First, not going to get too nerdy, but let's talk about what muscles are involved when most people are telling me about their tension and their neck and shoulders. Now, we have these muscles in the front of our neck. Think about in the front of our throat called our deep neck flexor muscles. Um, at times, those feel tight and shortened. We have our trapezius or our traps that you most likely have heard about, and they are broken down into three sections. We have our upper traps that sit on the top of our shoulders. We have our middle trap, which as you can imagine, sits in the middle, kind of covering up the middle of our shoulder blades. And then we have our lower trap that sits at the bottom beneath that shoulder blade. Imagine if we had a upside-down triangle. That's kind of how the trapezius or the trap muscle looks on your upper back. We also have our rhomboids, which sit in between our shoulder blades, and they help bring our shoulder blades together. We have our pec muscles, which there are multiple pec muscles, but they attach from the middle of our body, so our sternum, that bone, out into like our shoulder area. And then we have our levator scap. When I have someone come into the office and I'm checking out their function of their neck, I have them turn to one side as much as they can and try to touch their chin down to their collarbone without raising their shoulder. And one of the most common areas that people point to is this area of their levator scap. It attaches from the base of your skull. So if someone who's experiencing any type of tension headaches or just tenderness under there, that's the area that I'm referring to. It attaches from there and goes, think about to the corner of our shoulder blade muscle. So when you turn that head and you bring it down at that 45 degree angle, that muscle most of the time is being lengthened. And then last but not least, your diaphragm. Not many people think about the diaphragm when it comes to the tension that they're experiencing in their neck and shoulders, but our diaphragm plays an important role. How you're using it can determine are you putting more stress and compensation in these neck muscles, which are already supposed to be doing another job, or are you actually creating a 360 degree breath in your trunk and allowing your deep core muscles to be a part of the party. Now, out of all those muscles that I mentioned, they're all involved in that tension that you're experiencing in your shoulders or neck in some way. The question is, when do we know what muscles to stretch and what muscles to strengthen? I'm gonna give you um, a little bit of which muscles follow into, follow words, flow into which category, And why? And of course, at the end, I will have some movements for you that can help specifically if it's an area of the body that needs to be stretched or if it's an area of the body that needs to be strengthened or engaged. I'll have some movements for you to do. Couple of muscles that are normally tight, which can be causing some of the tension in your neck and shoulders. Your pec muscles that we mentioned earlier, your upper trap muscles, and that levator scap muscle. If you are someone, let's bring it back into the diaphragm, that is a chest breather, shallow breather, or maybe even a mouth breather. You may notice that when you go to take a breath in, your chest and upper body moves a lot more than your trunk area, that stomach area. When that's happening, our neck muscles are also secondary muscles to breathing, secondary respiratory muscles. So now they're only not only are they helping you breathe, but they're also ranging those shoulders up towards your ears. And we wonder why we get so much tightness, so much tension or not sitting on the top of our shoulders and those trap muscles, because they're doing so many different jobs. So we want to stretch out our pec muscles. So anything like that to help to lengthen it. We want to lengthen, relax, down regulate our upper trap muscles. And that area, the shoulder area, top of the shoulder blade, then we also want to stretch and lengthen out all the scab muscles. From there, we start to tell the brain and the body that it's okay for these muscles to, I guess, stop guarding. And also to bring those shoulders relaxed, which means that now our shoulder blades can actually start to move in the pattern that they are supposed to. Now, when we have something that's on one end that is tight, that means something on the other end is maybe lengthened. All right. So think about a tug of war match. When we think about the front of our body and those muscles we talked about, those tight pecs, upper traps, levator scap, they're winning this tug of war right now. That's why we are sitting in positions that involve us having rounded shoulders. Our neck is down looking towards our phone or our screen because our pecs, those upper traps, those levator scaps, they're winning that tug of war and causing your body to be into this motion. Now, the muscles that are on the other end of that, that we actually need to bring more awareness to that we actually need to start engaging are our rhomboids, which sit in between those shoulder blades, which help bring our shoulder blades together, our lower trap and middle trap muscles, which help us bring our shoulder blades down, um, downwardly rotating, um, and then our serratus anterior, which sits underneath our shoulder blade into our rib cage, and it helps bring our, our shoulder blade onto our rib cage and help it glide around in the pattern that it should. And last but not least, our deep neck muscles, our deep neck flexors, so those neck muscles that sit in the front of your throat they're really helpful when it comes to stabilizing our neck and holding ourselves up in a, in a position that we call like our double chin, being able to bring our ears over our shoulders, being able to Try to have a great C-curve, which is what we were created with, and trying to just stabilize that neck over top of the rest of our body is super important. So starting to strengthen or engage our deep neck muscles. As I said, I will definitely have movements for you in the episode notes that can help with all of these things. But... When you are doing some things on your own, maybe you're doing some things in the gym, maybe you know that, oh, I need to stretch out my pecs first and my upper traps before I do these rows today, before I do these deadlifts, whatever that movement routine is for you. Figure out what's tight on you and throw some stretching and throw some engaging in it, see how it works. Now, I definitely provided you with some movements, but now I wanna give you a couple of tips that are not exercises or movements that can also help you when it comes to decreasing that tension in your neck and shoulders. First, something I suggest to my patients are setting movement timers to move at least every hour. I know that sometimes 30 to 45 minutes seems like a lot, so at least starting with an hour. Now, I know you're probably like, I can remember to do that. But I also know that there are some people, and I've experienced this as well, where when you are tailor bullseye focus on this one task or project that you are doing you have not stood up for who knows how long so setting a timer just kind of pauses you for a second and reminds you to get up from that space or maybe just take a breath before you go into that next task or to continue on with that same task so set a movement timer to remind yourself to get up from your desk to take a breath to stretch, maybe even to change your position, which is one of my favorite things. It doesn't have to be sitting or sitting. How are you sitting? When I was on my monthly accountability call, and I do with some colleagues, um, I'm sitting at my desk on Zoom. It's a two-hour call, but I'm not sitting on my stool the entire time. I switch over to a half-kneeling position. Maybe I'm sitting down in this crisscross applesauce. Maybe it's more of a butterfly. Maybe I'm getting a little hip flexor stretch while I'm doing this. Maybe I'm laying on my stomach. It depends on how I feel. I just know that I don't want to sit in the same spot for X amount of time, and I know that I can also get some mobility in while I'm looking at a screen. So I take advantage of that. And I change the positions that I'm in. I'm doing it more so every 15 to 20 minutes, but I'm changing the positions that I am throughout that two hour call. Next, maybe you start to walk and talk. If you do not have to be in front of your computer in order to be on this call, and you're just gonna sit there on the phone, or maybe it is a Zoom call, but you just have to talk when you're needed. How about you turn it into a walk and talk moment? So grab your phone. Go outside for that 30-minute, for that 45-minute walk, and you'll notice just how much better your body feels. Maybe you get some vitamin D if there's freaking sun in Sacramento that day, um, and you'll also get some blood flowing, some joints lubricating, and you start working on muscles, and it's honestly just really great recovery and also a great way to just down-regulate your system if you've been having any type of stressful day or not stressful day. We all have daily stresses, whether they're good or bad. Last but not least, we have to work on breathing. Whether that is you doing breath work in your movement routine, whether that is you laying on your back doing some diaphragmatic breathing, you sitting at your desk and doing some diaphragmatic breathing, we have to make sure that breathing is somewhere a part of our daily routine more. We need to make sure that we're able to create a 360 degree breath so that our chest and our neck muscles aren't overworking and then we also need to make sure that we're breathing through our nose and not our mouth another thing that has to do with our neck muscles working but also breathing not only works when it comes to stabilizing our body being able to use our diaphragm so that it is easier to sit up more erect which I know at times feels like so much work but it also helps when it comes to down-regulating our nervous system, and taking our body from this fight-or-flight response to more of a rest and digest. So if we're not using it specifically for, you know, posture and to help relax our neck muscles, let's use it to help calm our body down, to help our body and our brain know that we're safe, that we're okay, and that we can be in this rest and digestive state. So breathing is so good on so many different levels and incorporating that that more into your movement routine will definitely help. I hope you found today's episode super valuable. I hope that if you're someone who is experiencing tension in your neck and shoulders, that you take the tips, the information that I gave you, and you start applying it to your everyday life. We can listen to it. We can consume the content, but what are you doing? Are you changing something throughout your day? Maybe you start with one movement and see how that works, all right? As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all in the next episode.